0: Hello and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes, and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I really hope you are having a great day uh, and a great weekend you had. Um, I am sorry I did not post anything yesterday. I fell asleep because I was so tired. It was ridiculous. I I just I went to sleep at about 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the evening. Um, and I did not get up until about 3.30 in the morning. It was just across the boat. It was really, really bad. Um, I was out and over, so I I didn't post anything yesterday. But thank you very much for joining me today, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, I was supposed to do something um, yesterday that was a continuation of what we did two days ago, the coronation, because uh, the podcast was so long that I had to cut it into two uh, I could not um, I could not post the other half and so I'm doing it again on another podcast um, and we'll just uh, we're gonna talk about what I did not like because we spoke about what we liked and we didn't we spoke about what we did not like now again we're gonna start with the coronation of King Charles um, the Issue that I didn't like the most was that I never realized that the service was going to be a religious, completely religious service. Okay, now I've seen bits and parts of Queen Queen Elizabeth's service, and I saw that service on on YouTube, obviously on on the internet. Um, I didn't realize it was that religious. Okay, because they're Anglicans. I was brought up Roman Catholic, so. The service is not the same, uh, but again, even if it's not the same, I mean, it's it's a religious service, but I didn't really understand uh, the depth of it and how religious it was. I knew there was part of it was religious because it's in Westminster Abbey, which is church, but not to the the extent that it, it happened. Now, my issue here is, look, it's their country, their religion, so be it. Have fun. If this is what you want, go ahead. Um, I'm not here to say what you want to do with your religion and your country. It's, it's your business. Uh, and similarly, for the rest of Europe, they're all Christian countries and their services, their governments are religious. It means you have to maintain a certain religion. The Islamic countries have to maintain their Islamic religion. Why in the world have we to be secular and cannot have our faith or our uh, ideology as a religion of the state? Why? Because we are still under colonization. To the back door, my friends. They still control us to the back though. If someone else has a right to protect their culture and their history and their civilization, we too have a civilization. Why is it that we're not allowed to? no one says anything to your civilization I mean yeah people don't like it but you still maintain it because it's it's your it's european civilization and kudos to them for maintaining their civilization it's their land their culture their history and they have a right to maintain their civilization we have a right to maintain our civilization too we're not obligated to have a civilization to submit to the morality uh, and ideology uh, and hypocrisy of another civilization. Who came to invade us, occupy us, and destroy us from the inside, and still wants to destroy us by keeping us secular, as in handcuffing us uh, to keep us hostage under their moral code or lack thereof? I mean, they give themselves a great moral code, but they denigrate everyone else with a derogative moral code as to. Being relegated to the to the raft to the to hell and to the Satan because we do not follow what they want. So unless we fit in the boxes in their morality in their God, uh, we're not going to go anywhere in life. So as I was saying, um, it's always someone else's morality. It's always someone else's ideology. It's always someone else's mysticism. Someone else's God. Someone else's interpretation. Who the hell gave someone else the ability to come to this country, to come to India, to come to Bharat? Who gave them the right to define others? Politics, money, and power. So they come to your country, they raid it, they occupy it, they degrade it, they they reduce the social system, the schooling system um, to negligible, to nothing, and then I have to say, oh, you've got no moral code, you've got no uh, higher code, you've got no code at all, um, you've got no religious code, no ideological code, we don't agree with you, you're pagans, you're kufar, you're najas. you're untouchables. Um, but when they were raping the planet, the slaves, the refugees of the slaves came to this land, came to Hindustan, came to Bharat and sought refuge. And we are the descendants of the refugees who fled the same Abrahamic walls all across the planet. The butchering, the slavery, we fought and we, we came to this land and it was Hindustan who gave it. So if we came as refugees and we left these Abrahamic um, hellholes. Why in, in heaven's name, and now we, uh, uh, Hindustan, immoral, and these same people who ran these empires are now the moral code of the land? Because they themselves have forgotten. They have completely whitewashed their uh, sins, their trauma, and offloaded on a moral superior code on someone else, and we are still, uh, still in their grasp in the Abrahamic colonial grasp we are still there in it we are not left so when we when we when we uh, say um you know, we're fight. we have got independence. We have not got any independence. There's no political independence because through through the back door they still control the constitution. To the back door they still dictate the constitution. Through the back door they still have their toolkits, which make sure that their goons and their mafia destroy anything that does not is not. Quoted in their favor, uh, in the relics, in the favor of the relics of the empires who are still holding this country hostage. Not only that, these Islamic countries, Christian countries, can have religious ceremonies, can have feudal ceremonies, can have all the ceremonies in the world, uh, political ceremonies, ideological ceremonies, and that's okay. But in our country, we're not allowed to do it okay in india we're not allowed to do it in hindustan we 're not allowed to do it we cannot we cannot put our hands we cannot have a, a dharmic ceremony when we have to go uh, when we have to take oath on power We cannot have a dharmic ceremony when we have to uh, um, um, swear in the swear in the uh, president of india i mean Joe Biden and all the Christian and all the American presidents, they put their hand on the Bible. Um, the Islamic countries put their hand on the Quran. Um, you know, uh, but in in Indian in, in India, no, we have to have a hand on a constitution that's fifty to seventy percent uh, European. The bulk of the Indian Constitution is European. It's not even Indian. It's not even for India. It's not even made for India by Indians. Uh, it was it was coded as per uh, European uh, European codes of conduct. And our gullible, sold out politicians of the nineteen forties and fifties said, "Ah, oh, yes, of course, it's a better code of conduct." Blah blah blah. Uh, so. They wrote it in. Now we've got a European constitution uh, which does not do any justice to our Dharmic civilization. We've got a European code of law uh does not do any justice. Uh we've we cannot have a dharmic civilization without being a dharmic ceremony without being calling being calling a bhakta unbhakta bhakta, uh bhangi, a sangi. cannot be doing that with degraded untouchables caste, Dalit, you can call us anything you want spit over spit anything but the superlative ideology, the superlative moral code is now in the hands of Europe and the Islamic nations, and that's okay, that's okay to still colonize and keep hostage someone else in the name of secularism and democracy. Where was the secularism at, at the coronation? Um, yes, it was their coronation, I and mean, kudos to them, and this is their civilization. I have nothing against their coronation. I have nothing against their country, and their maintaining of their coronation and their laws. But we have our laws. If we did the same thing, the whole world would have fallen on us and saying, oh, you are a uh, Hindu nationalist. Was that not that nationalism? Was, was, was not the coronation nationalism Yes, uh, on, on Saturday or Sunday? It was nationalism. It was British nationalism. Why is not Hindu nationalism nationalism? Because Hindustan is our national. India is not our name. India is a foreign name. India is a Latin name. India is not a, a name from the Indian subcontinent. Hind. Hind is a Sanskrit name, comes very much from Sindhva. And it's also mentioned in the uh, in the Sanskrit. In the Sanskrit text. Hind is in the Sanskrit text. So it's a local name. It is not a foreign name. Absolutely not. But we are told that we cannot be nationalism with our own name, with our own language, with our own Sanskrit. We we can only we can only submit to a foreign ideology. We have to sub, still submit to a god who's superior. We must respect this in in invading genocidal god uh, that had the guts and the gall to uh, rape and. Subjugate everyone on the Indian subcontinent at the same time. Now he wants us to respect him in the name of some rebranded uh, colonial religion, and they call this and they call this secularism. Well I'm 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 sorry it it just didn't sit with me. I was a little bit shocked. I mean I like the coronation because it was their coronation. It, it, I I'd have no problem with people's you know ways of life if that's your way that's your culture that's your civilization go for it. I have no problem. Uh but it did pick me up you know as they say pick me up um it did uh, poke me in the back. I had this thing in my mind. If you can do it for yours, why, are, why is Bharat not able to do it for her civilization? Why are we obligated to be subjugated to relics of empires and moral codes of invading armies and invading empires to the de- detriment of our own? No, but no, we are intolerant. We cannot have a civilization. And then after you have the rights and money pool. Why was the rights and money pool? The rights in Manipur was only because they could not stand that a that a a non-Christian group uh, political party uh, won the elections. That's the only reason. They did did it only for trouble to show the world. Look, the the Hindus are bad. Look, the Hindus are intolerant. Look, the Hindus are violent. Uh, it's all about the Hindus. They're bad. They're communal. The Hindus are communal. This is the narrative that they have struck. That someone else is called communal, and we are the victim. God, no, my dear friends. This riot in Manipur was only for one reason to disturb the social system to put a light on on their loss and. And, and divert their loss to uh, communalism uh, generated communalism of the opposition, of, of the BJP. So they drive a narrative by lighting the fire, screaming and saying, oh, oh help, help, fire. And they say, see, we told you it's the BJP, but the, who's the fire being lit by? The fire is being lit by the same goons who lost the money elections. and that my dear friend is and that my dear friend is is what it is so this is where we stand my friend this is what I couldn't stand with the coronation. You have one side, the same group of people who are telling us that we must have a secular government, which is uh, a Western phenomenon as a front, as a camouflage to continue their control of the Indian subcontinent through the back door and keep uh, ha- keep the Indian civilization under handcuffs uh, so that their supremacy reigns f- uh, free and free far-fledged uh, Abrahamic supremacy um, and then after you have uh, the Indians being called communal every time uh, something happens every time we want to uh, join our civilization together, resurrect our civilization, heal and rise up. No, we are called communal. Why? Because where we dare to stand up under the supremacist moral high ground of the relics of the colonial empires, whose only goal is to stamp their um, idiocracy, their flat earth ideology onto onto the land. Uh, That's the only goal. And it is insulting to the core. Uh, I'm sorry. It is insulting to the core. They're never going to listen because at the end of the day, their power is an alcoholism that has never stopped. Uh, Power to subjugate people who you don't think, um, you know, subscribe to your worldview and to your uh, 3,500 year old Abrahamic worldview full of bloodshed, uh, which you're they have learned absolutely nothing from, we have to subscribe to that and that alcoholism and they want to continue it because it gives them a high. Uh, But there will come a time when we will rise up. And here is another thing. We have another today... You know, uh, we have um, recently the poll for Press Freedom Index. Press Freedom Index, okay? 161 India, and yet uh, Pakistan is much more happier. Apparently, Pakistan is happier. Uh, Pakistan is more free, but the Press Freedom Index says where well, India is, is, is 161 out of what? 190 countries, something? I'm not sure how many countries there are in this world. Uh, yet, uh, Trudeau, uh, the Canadian government passed a bill Recently in Parliament, that bill is called C Bill C 11. I repeat, Bill C for Charlie Levin. It's a bill um, which will force streaming platforms like Netflix and YouTube to continue to contribute to Canadian content. Um, Basically, uh, they will control. they will control what the bot- broadcast people do. That means on the internet. Okay, uh, their legislation requires streaming services such as Netflix and Spotify to pay to pay to support Canadian media content, music, and TV shows. It also requires platforms to protect promote Canadian content, um, and it says uh, basically um it, it it puts handcuffs on anything online under Basically, what you call hate speech—speech speech that will, um, speech that will destroy the sovereignty of the country. So anything can be destroying of the sovereignty of the country. So if you don't say anything against the prime minister and his uh, and his uh, alliance with the Chinese, his alliance with George Soros, his alliance uh, with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood, then you are—if uh, you're against them and their laws and their subjugation. Their fascism uh, of the Indi- of the Canadian state. Uh, they clamp down any speech that goes that questions him, that um, that um, qu- uh, questions his rhetoric, that challenges the rhetoric, challenges ideologies which have false laws uh, under the, the the guise of religion, under the guise of God, and the guise of faith. You come out with all the crappy. Uh, uh, crappy uh, man-made laws made by the mullahs, tullahs to run your divinity um, and all you need, all you're doing is asking for money, 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 money. When you're supporting the Kalistani terrorists, any any questioning of these rhetorics, uh, can be clamped down on the Bill C uh, C eleven because B C eleven means hate speech. So asking questions of the Khalistanis is hate speech. Asking questions of the uh, of the Prime Minister's alliance with the Muslim Brotherhood and George Soros and the Chinese is hate speech. Basically, hate speech is a deflecting rule to stop people from questioning your supremacy. That's all. You they want to be in power. Power forever they want to be supreme in power and because of that no one can question them everything everyone has to submit to them um, and then they will just slander you with Islamophobia the xenophobia transphobia black lives matters and all the hate speech they will just make you hostage of that uh, deny you uh, a lot of freedom and they can do this under this law uh, because it, it dwells in the su- sovereignty of the country well the reverse, if it happens, if Trudeau was not in power before he was in power, he kept saying, "Oh, press freedom, Islamophobia, press freedom, Islamophobia, victims, uh, Black Lives Matters." Now, you know, he won votes by that cheap, um, cheap rhetoric. The, the, uh, the bill, the Canadian. Um, the Canadian uh, debt has doubled, but now he has power, full power, and he will, all he has to do is make the law, and so he has this law. Uh, but he can do anything he wants on the wrist. But if we had the same thing in India, it would not work. It would not work because these same people who are doing, making the same laws in their countries will not do, walk the talk, will not do what they ask others to do themselves. They will never do what they ask others to do because the laws are not for them. Laws are for others to clamp down and make sure that the same people who've been in power for the last 2000 years, the same philosophies and ideological groups will remain in power as long as power can come. They will say anything and degrade you, call you nationalist, fascist, Nazi, anything only to create a narrative and that maintains their supremacy. And they, they have no they have no absolute no uh, um, respect for any democracy or any sovereign nation. So this democracy of theirs is just a farce. It's just a farce to keep you uh, going. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, democracy is a farce. Like I said the other day, democracy has failed. Democracy sucks as it is. Not because I do not like democracy. I want democracy and I support democracy, but. It's a farce as we speak it because it's just a hollow word. From the back, though, the claims are there and hasn't gone. And and every time the more we struggle to have rights, the same rights that they give these stupid minorities, their man-made minorities, the same rights. No, we are not given those rights. Why? Because we're not a minority. We are majority. We do not share the view of the minorities and their victim agenda in order to to. Um, in order to to be their slaves in order to give them their slave money because they need slaves they need victims and they so they they ally with anyone who's poor this narrative of victim this one narrative of intolerance they ally with it form a narrative call everyone else communal and then they are the best Uh, and they they give themselves the superlative moral authority to um to Continue in power as long as they choose, and so where is a democracy? Uh, and yet they say that India, who has given everyone the right to have uh, a TV channel or YouTube channel, I mean, all the cock and bull you know, media channels, whoever you are, right and left, can still talk, no one has clamped down on you, but yes. It's one sixty one on the list because we dare to stand up for our same civilization. That is our faith and our culture, but the civilization we, the civilization that that invaded us, the civilization for the last two thousand years who has invaded us. It's okay for them uh, to maintain on their land, but they will not have it on on our land because they still think they are the supreme uh, occupiers and moral code suppliers of the Indian subcontinent. They rule the land from the outside and because they rule the land from the outside and the inside. Um, we have to submit to them and their moral alcoholism, uh, with bloodshed, wars, genocide, slavery, um, mental and emotional slavery. And here we go. It hasn't changed my friend. So I don't celebrate independence day anymore because there was never been independence. Independence will come only when we have the right to decide who we choose to be and not, um, not who others want us to be. If Europe has the right to celebrate their Christian culture, kudos to them. If uh, uh, South America has the right to c- celebrate their Christian culture, even if they uh, in- annihilated all the native Indians, it's their land. If the Islamic countries want to do it for their land, well, it's their land in India. It is a dharmic rashtra, and if we want to celebrate dharma, we should have the right. uh, India should have the right. Hindustan should have the right to celebrate dharma at the highest levels, at the government levels, and everywhere on the planet. Because there is no philosophy that is as egalitarian, as healing, as um as as regenerative as dharma no abrahamic ideology is it does come comes even close to Dharma because Dharma considers one and only one thing that the whole planet is Vishvakutum. that means we are all the same cosmic energy field there is no difference our form does not matter Our subconscious mind and energy field which is a magnetic energy field is who we are and that's running the show not the form on the outside and there is no other philosophy can talk about it they all play the divide and rule subjugate violence, war, 3,000 years of bloodshed and we're still at the same way. So that is why, that is what I wanted to talk about the coronation. Like I said, kudos to King Charles. I am not against him. I say continue uh, your monarchy. I'm for your monarchy, but if, if you want someone else uh thank you for letting rishi sonaka read the bibles but if you want to do something you have to let others do the same thing to it and, and and yes even though them uh, groups that do not subscribe to dharma dharma is the ideology the philosophy of the land highly superior to any of the Abrahamic ideologies, which are only about flat earth theories, uh, which are about clamping down on free speech, clamping down on any innovation as long as it doesn't give credit to their supreme ideology, Um, um, looking at the world as billions and billions and billions and trillions of years away, not the... uh, a very microscopic uh, um uh, counting of the stars and counting of the years by Abrahamic philosophies which started 5000 years ago. No, this is way, way beyond, way, way far uh, higher up, way, way superior. Um, and yes, this is the uh, the philosophy and the the uh, history of the of the Vedic subcontinent. And, and I think absolutely we should have absolute right to have Dharmic ceremonies um, just as everyone else has their own. I just want to say, in the UK Parliament, I heard that in the House of Lords, in the House of Lords, um, there is a member of the um, Anglican Church that sits in order to make sure to control the laws and and say that, you know, give his opinion on the laws because the laws have to abide by the Anglican Church, uh, which is the law of the land. So imagine... Imagine um, Hindustan doing that. Imagine Bharat doing that. Bharat will not do that because, in all these uh, relics of colonial empires, they are not going to be happy because they can't stand they cannot stand anything to do with uh with dharma because they've been brainwashed to hate their own ancestors and their own philosophies uh they've been brainwashed to do that uh and so they will go against anything that's part of their history and their ideology even though it their ancestors were you know were, were snatched away from their um from their ancestral philosophy um but that's okay. Apparently, that's okay for them. Um, but in, in, in England, in the United Kingdom, in Westminster, if I was told about this, and I could be wrong, but look, um, I was told very clearly... Um, In Westminster, in the House of Lords, there is a member of the um, Anglican Church in the House of Lords, so as to make sure that the laws passed are in line with the Anglican philosophy, which for me is okay for them, but it's not okay for us, uh, because it, it... yeah, we're not obligated to be uh, morally bound to a bunch of relics of colonial empires and their hangover. I'm sorry. Um Hindustan is not morally bound by their codes of conduct, uh especially given the fact that for 1300 years they have uh, done nothing but play um you know barbarian. Um that's all they've played and 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 they've sucked up the energy of this land the history of this land the philosophy the sciences the people of this land um, and we don't owe them anything nothing so at this point our our duty in our journey is to um, make sure that we rise up we heal and make sure that dharma is the philosophy of the land uh, because in dharma you can have any philosophy, you can have, any, it's pluralism at its best, you can have any ideology, um, you can have any interpretation, you're not subjugated to one, uh, any one philosophy or any one piece of thought, you can have any conversation you want, you're not restricted in any way whatsoever, you can try and, and interpret it in any way that suits your mental balance and no other group allows that no abrahamic group allows this you have to be subjugated only to your ideology and your philosophy to their Abrahamic group. If not, you will be uh, in annihilated, uh, you will be removed from this earth. You will be literally uh, plowed back and, and raped and, and killed uh, because you do not subscribe to someone else's because you don't subscribe to the main philosophy. But in Dharma, you can have all philosophies. And that's why we've been less violent than any other place on the planet uh because of the same reason, um, because we allow freedom of speech we allow different points of view we allow you to challenge anything and everything under the sun you can challenge anything you don't have to call people kufar, najas um, pagan you don't have to do that you don't have the name calling uh the ignorance the subjugation the slavery and that's why there's a difference between dharma and there's a difference between abraham uh abraham is is adharmic Well, dharma is dharmic. So on that note, my friends, I wish you peace. Um, And I hope that you can have that conversation with yourself and with your friends. Share this as much as possible Um, with your friends, with your family, with your social media groups. Uh, Any two people, three people, four people, five people, ask them to share it with their groups and go on from there. Uh, On that note, I thank you for your time. You have yourself a great day.